Welcome to the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast, where we help you go from making your work your life to making your life work. We share true stories, interviews, and experiences that will help you, the hero, in your quest for passion and purpose. Higher purpose, higher productivity. This is the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast. What is up? purpose-driven executives. I'm so excited because you've chosen, like myself, to rebel against producing just to do what everyone else is doing. And you've decided, man, I'm going to do this for a reason. I'm here for a reason. I'm going to do it for a reason. I'm, I'm going to express that in the place of my employee. And I have with me um, someone who has been one of my heroes. Uh, I got to uh, work with her, work under her for several years of my career. Uh, she inspired me and instructed me in the world of sales and, and leading and leadership. So you can go ahead and look her up online. Go ahead and check her out on LinkedIn. But her name is Tara Erickson, at a proud B-maniac at B-Matrix. Tara, <laughs> welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be with you. Thank you. It is. I am honored to be here. Thank you for the invitation, Donnie. I really appreciate it. Oh, I've been looking forward to this one for a while. I know you've been traveling around the world doing important things. Um, Tara, like really purpose-driven executive, I've got to know, you know, as a human, like right now, what, what, we're just going to go into the deep stuff, lady. What's your purpose? Like right now, what, what, are, what are you, what are you doing? You know, it's, it's funny because for me, I, I think, Donnie, that purpose is something that is, um, going to continue to change throughout my lifetime. My my ultimate purpose is to follow God's will with my life. And I've not always done that. I've not always asked. I've not always listened. And um, And sometimes when I have asked and listened, I haven't actually executed on God's will. But at this very moment, I feel um, that I have a just a crystal clear uh, focus um, on on where I am meant to use the skills that God has given me. And to me, that is, I guess, summed up in on talent alignment. I feel like right now my, my purpose and my focus is on putting the right people in the right roles, give them what they need to be successful and, and, and get out of their way. And sometimes that's what they need to be successful is, is to get out of their way and let them use the skills and the talents uh, that they have to, to really blossom and make our organization better. Oh my gosh. You have, uh, I asked deep, you delivered deeper. This is, I, I love what you said. So <laughs> you're registering with me, Tara, like the reason uh, why I, I have gone in this direction, you know, in my life and, and, and really like, I, I believe it's my purpose to help others to, to mine out their purpose and to, to live it out joyfully. And you're saying the same thing. You're basically saying, I just want to live. I want to, I want to, I want to follow God. And like, for me, it's like, when I think about that, I, I think about the way, right? The journey is, you know, the way. And wow. Talk to me when you're saying talent alignment. I have worked with people that have a categorization, Tara, uh, a job description, if you will, that might not necessarily align with a talent of the people they have in those places. If, if, um, and I'm going, I'm going right for the problem solving mode because we got the expert here. <laughs> what, what would you do? You walk in, you, you, you find people misaligned 
with their talent, what do you do? Yeah, that, that is, it, it, it's hard. Uh, it, the very first thing that I do is I say it. The, the, it's, some people have a hard time hearing that. So I, I try to get to know the individual a little bit first and understand how they are going to receive that message uh, the best way for me so that I can say in a way that is meant to be um, it, exactly what it is, which is I, I want to help get you aligned. I, I, I want to be a solution for you. But I think it's important. The first thing to do is to say, I, I think the business need is, is, you know, over here on the right. And I, and I think your skills and talents are actually these. Um, I, I like to list what they are, be really specific. This is what I see you are really good at and what you're really successful at. Do you agree? I like to get buy-in. And, and then, and then say now, I, when I look at your job description, it seems like these are the skills that are needed, you know, help me understand, you feel like there's a gap there also, so that I can, I can make it into a non-confrontational, you know, not letting there be fear in saying, Hey, Hey, we're just not lined up. Let's, let's just call a spade a spade. It's, it's not working. And that's not to say, we can't use you in a different area of the business or we can't change the job description. But I think the the first thing I like to do is just blow it, you know, that, that elephant in the room wide open and, and then talk about solutions because that individual is going to have a much better idea of how they can use these skills and these strengths to better our organization than even I'm going to have. I think they'll already have that answer in many cases. Mm. Tara, so many people out there will avoid that. They'll avoid that. And, and I've watched it and it leads to, you know, we, we, just before the call, we were talking about how this is the same with clients, right? When you're seeing something that's not congruent with what was agreed upon or what was expected and you don't address it, 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 it just causes us lingering pain. And it, it sounds to me almost like you're like, I'm sensing it's almost like you owe it to these people to help them to see what you see. I, I think that's absolutely, I think you worded that really well, that we owe it to them. I think that um, that is what true leadership is, is all about is working for the people that, that are on your team. You're there, you owe it to them to be transparent and to be direct and um, these can be really positive conversations. I just had a conversation with a team member a couple hours ago and she had said, I, you know, when I first started working with her, I asked, what are your goals? What are your aspirations? Where do you want to get, whether it's at this company or at your next company you work for? And she told me, I, I want to be a sales manager. I want to be a team leader. I want some type of leadership role. And I've worked with her for a few months and I don't, I actually don't see that as her strength at all. I see her strength is she is a hunter. She loves the, the big national account. She likes the, the high risk, high reward accounts. And so I, I just said that to her today. I said, Hey, we have an upcoming sales conference. You mentioned you want to be in leadership. I'm trying to carve out a, a leadership opportunity while we're all together. But I just want to be frank in the last three months, this is where I see your passion. And, you know, talk to me, have I offended you? Do you agree? And she said, I'm not offended at all. Actually, I think you're right. That is, I, I have always thought the next step for me would be management, but that isn't what drives me. 
I think, you know, being in sales and being a hunter is where I belong. But again, that's just an example, Donnie, of just say it. If, if this is what you see, don't be afraid. What's the worst thing that could have happened is, no, Tara, I really do want to be a manager. Okay, then let's work on that. Let, let's go down this path. Um, wow. and, and so just talking through and being transparent, I think, is important. I, I love that. And I think the thing that I, that like resonates with me the most is that, um, I, Tara, a lot of us, we, we kind of go in a direction because we, our, our heroes are there or it's just the expected path. But when someone calls us, almost like calls us out, like in the middle, like at the end of Wizard of Oz, do you remember what the uh, wizard did with, with all like the, the lion and the tin man? And do you remember that? Oh, you do have a Gosh, heart. I have, I have, Come on. Oh, you do have a heart. I should say I have children. I should know this answer. Are you a Russian spy, Tara Erickson? Um, <laughs> so the, but the idea is, is it's calling them out for the greatness that's in them. And what you, what you were describing there is you're, you're calling out these things that you see that really are, are probably the areas that they see too. But it's, it's almost like people want permission sometimes to go in that direction. It sounds like you're, uh, you know, acting as the wizard in that area. That's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Leaders out there take note. This is, that's a, that's a good one. Talk to me about authenticity and care. Tara, like what, what, what role does that play in how your people will follow or how you can lead or it's, it's not the fifties where we, we stand up on an ivory tower anymore. Right. And, and command Mm -hmm. things and expect it to be done. Um, people want to see more human qualities and leadership. What, like, when, how would you wrap authenticity and care? Or how does that come into play when we're leading people? Well, I think for me, I, you have to laugh at yourself. I, and and I feel very comfortable letting other people laugh at me as well. And I think sometimes just showing that, hey, I made a mistake or I made a bad decision or I pronounced that wrong or I, I really... I tried to sound like I know what I'm talking about, but I have no idea what I just said and embarrassing <laughs> yourself a little bit and, and, and letting people know, Hey, I'm not taking myself too seriously, laughing at my mistakes, being transparent when, you know, I do something stupid, you know, call yourself out. I think it makes you more human and easier to approach. Uh, I also, I want to create an environment where uh, people aren't afraid to spitball or throw out their ideas, no matter, you know, whether they're stupid or they're not, or they're insightful, it doesn't matter. So sometimes uh, just making fun of yourself, I think, can, it can create that authentic relationship with your team. I love it. And, and one thing that I remember you doing, um, and I myself um, help others to institute is, being willing to roll up your sleeves and do the work and actually not, not have to look perfect while you do it. You know, it's okay to like, it's okay to, I feel like it demystifies success when people can see the great one mess up and then laugh at herself and then jump back right in like nothing happened. No, I, I agree with that. I also think that you miss out on so many opportunities to learn if you can't, uh, raise your hand and say, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this. So, I, you know, I have a lot of uh, ways that I begin my questions. You know, I'll, I'll say something like, um, if anybody ever asks me, I'm going to deny that I asked you this question, but I'm going to ask you a really elementary question. So, but if you, you got to answer it, but I'm, I'm never going to admit that I, that I asked you this. And, and just using humor to say, hey, 
I really want to learn from you. And it's okay that I may be, you know, have the title that I'm your leader, but the reality is, is I can learn from you significantly more than you may ever learn from me. And I, I think being able to pull off the strengths of your team and learn from the team members and, and put yourself in that position where they get to teach you, I think that just builds that more authentic relationship with your team and puts them in a position where they're very comfortable asking for your help when the time comes that they may need it. That's awesome. Questions, questions, questions. And um, I've, I've thought that I thought about the, like almost making, you heard me kind of have a, let out a little giggle, you know, laughter as you did that. And I, I thought about this because just as a geek who studies the psychology of sales, and um, I believe that's actually like almost like a, a root level, a very base level, like a, of agreement. It's like when someone chuckles, they're, they're saying that that's true. And, and just by default, the psychology of that moves them into more agreement with the rest of what you would say as well. So what a powerful weapon you have there. Talk, mm. to, me, talk to me about delivering difficult messages. Again, I know, um, you know, it's, it's one thing where you have someone on your team that you know you have to talk to. What about if it's a client? What about if it's, it's high stakes? Um, I have seen people wilt in this place. I've seen people avoid it. And actually, it's almost like a, like a tumorous situation that affects not just what's happening in the office, but at home. Or How, how, how does Tara Erickson deliver difficult messages? So I believe in as soon as something is on your mind or in your heart that isn't sitting well, I don't sit on it. It, it, comes, it comes out my mouth and, and, I, and I tease, but I make sure that in every introduction that I have with somebody who is new that I'm going to be working closely with, that there's one thing that you are going to love about me that you're also going to absolutely hate about me. And it is that you will know at all times what's going on in my mind. <laughs> I will let you know when you are doing well. I'm going to be very quick and over the top on my appreciation. I'm you know, going to make sure you hear that. I'm going to make sure other people know. You'll know immediately if we're in the middle of a, you're doing a presentation and you're nailing it. I'm not going to wait to the end. I'm going to shout out to the presentation. You're nailing this. This is going great. <laughs> but I'm also the, the moment that, that, ah, gosh, I, tell me, tell me how you feel that, 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 that came across, you know, I, did you see the look on that? I'm going to call it out immediately when something happens that I don't think went well, I'm not going to sleep on it overnight. I'm not going to let it stew. Um, we're going to talk about it right away. And, and some people really like that immediate feedback and, and some people don't, but that is one thing that is you're going to get from me. Um, now I will tailor how I deliver that message based on how, how each person I, I think is going to receive it. I'll try to be very sensitive in how I deliver it. How do you but do I that? think being, give me an example of how you would tailor a message like, like, like that. Hey, thanks for being someone who is on this journey of purpose with me. And I am with you, my friend, and I've got something for you. Have you ever been moving towards purpose and sometimes it just looks like a big mess? Sure you have. We all have. And the reality is, is we're usually not going to get to a destination unless 
we have a roadmap. And that's exactly what I've created. If you will go to PurposeDrivenExecutive.com, you can get it for free. And this is the culmination of all of my studies, all of my coaching, all of even my own personal living. And I've created a very visual, very easy way for you to map out your purpose. This is for you. This is for people you're leading. This is for your family. Go on over right now, PurposeDrivenExecutive.com and get your free map of purpose. So I think it depends on, uh, you have to know the person. Um, for me, I don't want sugarcoating. If, if, if you were going to say something to me, Donnie, I'd want you to say, Hey Tara, the way you just did that presentation or that statement that you just made that ah, man, that rubbed me the wrong way. I wish you had said it this way. I like the direct approach, but there are some people who that would, you know, they, they wouldn't be able to receive it being so direct. So instead I'd ask them a question, tell me how you feel that presentation went. Give me in your mind, were you looking you know, John Doe in the eyes when you said that, what did you see on their face? How do you think they received that? Some people need it. They need to be the one to come out with it as opposed to hearing it so direct. But the only way you know that is by spending time and getting to know, getting to know your team members. Mm. That's critical. That's a, that's a key question that you just asked there. And instead of just jumping right into it, a lot of us want to just solve the problems and listen, we don't get to leadership by being dummies. Right. And so we see the answers a lot of times. <laughs> That's our burden. Sometimes we see the answer, but it's not about you having the answers. It's about helping other people have the answers. It's not about you getting things done. It's about you getting things done through other people. So you actually have to allow for that time for them to come to the answer. And that masterful question of what, what do you say? How, how did you feel? What was the question? How did you feel how that went? Or how do you, what, what was, yeah, how did, how, yeah. How do you feel that presentation went? Or, you know, when you, I, I've used this quite a bit is this normally, you know, when the presentation started going bad by the look on the customer or the, you know, or your comment in a meeting didn't hit the team members right by the look in their eyes. So, you know, at, at what point did you see the expression change on the person who, who you were communicating with? And, and see if they picked up on some of those nonverbal cues too. Mm. But ultimately the goal is just to ask questions so that, that they are coming up with the area that they could work on as opposed to it, it coming directly from you. But Donnie, the bottom line is you're just, what you're trying to do is deliver true and honest feedback promptly, whether you know, it's positive mm. or it's constructive being very, very prompt in sharing that information and then trying to deliver that feedback in a way that the person you're working with is able to receive it. That's so good. That is so good. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change directions a little bit, Tara, because I, I know that, and this is going to be like a, like a three-pronged thing, but all of these things kind of blend together, okay? Um, there are a lot of people who wake up across the nation who have essentially been building a team the way that they've been told to do, or maybe they haven't been told how to do anything and they just, it's like they're just duct taping stuff together, but they don't enjoy the people and the processes that they have created, whether they created it or someone else created it or, you know, whatever. So, so I, I want to, I'm going to dangle that one out there for a second. Um, in, in, well, I guess the, the connection of that is, is I guess first creating, instead of having that scenario, how do, how does one create a team 
that they love waking up to and, and, and walking in to serve every day. And on, on the, uh, alongside of that is how, how do you get people to own the vision um, of, of where you're going? So I guess those are, maybe that's a two prong mm-hmm. question there. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there because sometimes you don't have the ability. In many cases, you, you don't pick your team and you, you do walk into a situation where there's an established team and it's not necessarily a healthy team. And my answer to that would be very quickly diagnose why it isn't healthy and make the change that needs to happen quickly. And that might be uh, that there's one team member that needs to be removed from either that department or that team or removed from your company because they are not um, following the vision of the company or they're just 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 bringing negativity to the team Mm. and then then you've got to get in there and start playing with your team get out of the office go and have a good time get to know your team members get to know what makes them tick i just recently that exact situation happened i joined a new company the sales team doubled in size right before i was hired so my team was already in place and the first thing i wanted to do was i need to get to know each of you let's get out of the office let's go get on a boat let me drag you behind the boat on a tube and let's go you know sit in the lake and get to know each other i want to know do you have kids do you have a dog are you married or where are you in life and what makes you tick and what are your hobbies and what do you like to do you have to start there i really think you have to and so many people in business Uh, do the opposite. They think, nope, but this is business and we're going to keep it all professional. And we're not, you know, I don't want to know what you do on the weekends. I just want to know, you know, the, the numbers you're going to put up. Hmm. And I think that's one of the, one of the biggest mistakes that we make is you have to play. You guys, you have to play with your team to to gel and to become a team. You need that time um, to, to, to get to know each other. That is so So I think that's the fun part of what we do, right? So, okay. So I did, I, I don't know if I addressed all of that. So, yeah, yeah, so what on. do you do? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to come. So let me ask you this. So, so, they, so you come in, you find this team, you get to know them. How do you get them to, let's just say, so own the vision. Um, and it sounds like you're telling me that you need to own a part of their vision or at least know where they're coming from. Like, and I guess like maybe even going into like, how do you create a culture of accountability? What does that even mean to you? Mm. Well, let me, let me address the vision part first, because I think that is, um, I I think that's really important. And it it is something that you have to be amazingly boring and incredibly consistent with explaining where are we headed? What does tomorrow look like at our company? Why are we doing what we're doing? And, and I want to make sure my team can always take a peek around the corner and see what tomorrow looks like just to make sure we're all rowing in the same direction to make sure that we know we actually have a future together at this company and that the work that we're doing on a daily basis is, is there's a destination in mind where we're headed somewhere and that can't be said one time and it has to be said in multiple different ways. It has to be a part of your update on, you know, where we are right now always has to end with a sentence about where we're going. So Mm. almost definitely on a weekly basis, talking about tomorrow and what the vision is for where we're headed and why we're doing that. But even whenever possible during every one-on-one conversation, having some way, a creative way of bringing in the vision and what tomorrow looks like. 
I think that's really important. On a separate topic, accountability, I feel is, is creating an environment of accountability is almost separate from vision. To me, that is, goes back to being really open, really transparent and very direct. I like to make sure everybody knows that these are what the ex- this is this is the expectation. This is this is what has to get done. Now, do I have your buy-in? Do you understand why we're doing that? Sometimes you're going to get the buy-in. Most of the time you'll get the buy-in every now and then. You'll have to say, okay, I, I know you may not be bought in on it, but I still, this is, this is what needs to get done. So just clear expectations up front because it is not fair to hold people accountable when they don't have an expectation that's clear. And, and I've gotten that wrong in my past where I've you know, held somebody accountable and they've said, well, but you never asked that of me, but I didn't know that was what you needed from me. Because the reality is, Donnie, most of us, if we know what the expectation is and we, we know what, our, what our, our leader needs from us, we want to we please. We want to do that. We want that pat on the back. We want that attaboy or that girl. So you almost don't, you avoid the, the difficult accountability conversation just by being clear on what the expectation is. Mm. It's like getting your oil changed, right? It's, it's, it's not a problem if you, if you keep maintaining it. But let me ask you a question. You're, you're, you're driving down the road and your team, of course, I'm going allegorical here. Your team are the tires. You get a wobbly tire. You get someone who is, maybe they're sour grapes. Maybe they're just not accountable. Maybe they're not living up to um, their end of the bargain. How do you right the ship? How does Tara Erickson um, get things moving in the right direction? The first thing I would do is sit down and talk with that team member, um, one-on-one, door closed, on the phone, nobody around, whatever, whatever environment you can get in so it's private. And I would say, do you remember two months ago when we sat down and we were talking about what the business need was and what the expectations were? And I'd get them to remember the conversation, remember the document, remember the follow-up, whatever it might be. I'd put them right back in that moment to make sure before I tell them, look, you're not meeting my expectation. I want to go back and make sure they remember that the expectation was set. Because it might be my fault. It might be that I wasn't clear in my communication. It might be that I thought I set the expectation, that I thought I rocked that and nailed it and they knew where we were going and we were all, you know, it sounds great. We're all going in the same direction. But, but maybe I dropped the ball there and, and maybe it was my fault. So the first thing I want to do is let's go back and find out, do you remember the expectation? Now, if they do remember the expectation, the conversation goes in a different, you know, I'm not going to fall on the sword and say, I'm sorry, that was my fault. I wasn't clear. Hmm. If the expectation really was clear, now it's a different conversation and it's a direct conversation. You know, John Doe, I, I, that was the expectation, but this is what I'm seeing and it's not measuring up. Can you help me understand why? And I want to ask, do they not have the resources that they need? Did they not, you know, was there the, the workload allocation? Was it not appropriate? Is it something going on at home that I don't know about that's mm. distracting and, and causing it to be a problem? 
Is it that they don't have the competencies, that they just don't have the core skill set or the core competencies to do it? So I think that there's a, you know, you have to identify what is the reason why. Is it that they're just too lazy and they're not, they don't have the right work ethic for mm. the workload that I've given them? And, and then you can take the next best step. But I think, again, you'll see a, a reoccurring pattern with me. Blow that wide open and just be direct and peel back that onion and say, let's lay it all out on the line. And I, I, I want to let you know, it's not working. Now, now, why isn't it working? So that we can then talk about the solution. Um, because I, I, I set really, really high expectations for my team. Mm. But I also am surrounded by incredible talent. And normally my expectations get blown away because what I thought they would, you know, how I thought the project would turn out when I get somebody who's smarter and better and brighter than me to head up that project, the project turns out even better than I could have imagined. So a lot of times there's, I, I, I try to do things to avoid having to have this accountability conversation. But when I have to have it, it's going to be direct and, and, and very transparent conversation. I love it. I love it. This is, uh, this is right. It's like Teddy Roosevelt saying that in any situation, um, the, the best thing to do is the right thing. The second best thing to do is the wrong thing. And the worst thing to do is nothing. And I'm hearing Tara Erickson, just like, mm -hmm. I'm just going to go through it, man. Like, whatever, let's just get this thing done and out there. Listen, leaders out there, if you want to serve, if you want to help others, if you want to lead better, you need to serve better. And Tara, thanks for, Thanks for figuring out your talent and aligning that where you're at. And um, of course, we'll have your information in the show notes. If anyone uh, just hears you and just like, I have to meet this woman or I have to be mentored or I have to work with this woman. Um, I'll have your, your stuff in the, um, in, the sh in the notes here with the show. And I just got to thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today. Donnie, thank you for the time. I, I appreciate it. I've really enjoyed it. It's great to reconnect with you. <laughs> 